This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it's a uh, Monday in Pittsburgh and, uh, well, all kinds of stuff happening here with the Steelers over the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, they're not monster moves, but they're fill-in-the-blank moves. Nice uh, nice little setup for, you know, as they lead into the draft, fill, fill some holes here and there, spend a little cash. Yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, Saturday night, the Steelers, uh, we find out that uh, Tyson Alualu returning to the Steelers. He, yeah, that was he a had initially agreed to a contract with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, reneged on that, uh, and said, you know what, I'm changing my mind. I'm going back to Pittsburgh. Uh, then today. Uh, doesn't happen very often. I had to, like, doesn't happen often. A couple sources there to make sure it was true. I ha- I've seen it happen before. Um, Specifically with a player. Now the the Ravens did this with the, with the player a couple of years ago with the they wide receiver. They did it to the player, yeah, because Crabtree became available, and then all of a sudden the guy failed. Their failed physical. his physical. Yeah, that's dirty pool in my opinion. because <laughs> yeah, he went on and played somewhere else. To, you know, right, got picked up. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I can recall there was a uh, uh, undrafted rookie, and this is probably 10, 15 years ago, um, who initially agreed to a contract with the Steelers. And the team announced their their you know ten or fifteen yeah yeah unrestricted he was, on the, unrestricted. And, yeah. he was on the list and then the next day he said you know what I'm going to sign with the Falcons instead they offered him a little more money Could which is yeah. which is that. why they don't announce their guys anymore until they've got the names oh, okay. on the paper until it's a done deal yeah yeah I mean you get so a lot of happen. calls if you're yeah. an undrafted guy like that and you're fighting over a couple grand not a couple million you know you can yeah. see why it'd be a bigger deal and eh, that's not as big a deal i guess but so it, it does happen with yeah. some things um so tyson lulu black uh today they re-signed jordan berry to a one-year deal mm-hmm. which again I, I you know when he came back last year he was very good he was my question to you about that does, does that mean he's the punter now more uh, than likely, I, I mean, contract yet. I mean, uh, they have the cap space to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, th- I They're think happy that was with them. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you know they they tried to uh, to move on from him last year. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You've got a guy who kicked well, well for you. Holder. Holder. Yeah, the holding things. The reliability as a holder is important, right? So. They, they still have Corliss Waitman there. Those two can have another training camp. Mm-hmm battle this year and they can actually have a, an actual training camp battle as opposed to just yeah. you know kicking by themselves at, at Heinz Field. Um, but funds aren't so tight now that boy they better draft on the seventh round right or, or a, a you know man guy, you know uh, you know if we if we go with Waitman we save three hundred thousand dollars against it's the camp that that, that's not yeah anymore. that's get not going to matter get the better guy and yeah. you know, help yourself on game day right that and then sense. finally uh, the, the Steelers uh, signing a apparently this is <laughs> coming from this whole thing broke over a uh, uh i guess he was playing some kind of video game okay and somebody overheard him talking about signing with the Steelers and that apparently it's now the case that he is signing with the Steelers and that would be I heard this one as I was like pulling into the parking lot downstairs yeah so. that would be Rashad Coward uh, mm-hmm. a, an offensive lineman from the Chicago Bears he was a restricted free agent they didn't tender him they didn't tender him which is not unusual for I mean the Steelers didn't tender any of their three restricted free agents this mm-hmm. year because 
Well, did we it want... gets a little pricey, and the Bears didn't have a ton to spend either. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about going to $3 million on one of these guys, and you right. think, well, maybe we can sign him back at a cheaper deal. Well, the Steelers signed Rashad Coward at a That's cheaper deal. That's a risk you take if yeah. you're Chicago. And he started 15 games for the Bears the last two years. I didn't know much about him. I knew that they had some. They were trying some new people in it, it line, uh, on the line there. It's not the best line you've ever seen or anything right. like that. What I do know about him, he's a small school guy with Old Dominion, I think. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Where he's a D-lineman. He's only 26, switched to guard at the pro level. He's a big guard. He's 6'5", 320 something yeah. like that. So more of a tackle body at guard. Those type of guys, and I'm generalizing them, usually have their best days ahead of them. They're athletic. I mean, and we'll see. You know, he's got some starting experience. I'm sure it's not a huge contract. No, I'm sure it's not either. And, you know, again, it's more depth. They've now added Joe Haig and Rashad Coward on that offensive line. Yeah. Um, you know, you've, you've added two guys with starting experience, essentially to be backups at this point. I think they got seven linemen now you could put out there and be okay with. You know? Yeah. And most teams don't. None of them are pouncy or, you know, uh, you know Anthony Munoz. Well, one of them's DeCastro. So. <laughs> yeah, one's DeCastro. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not sure these guys have – Super high ceilings, but I also think they're higher on banner than most of our listeners might be. I think they're higher. I know they're higher on banner than any of the outside prognosticators. Right, right, right. Who right. are looking at that and saying, well, that's just a, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. No, they think he's a, a good player, yeah. a good starter. And and I think Dotson and Chuk's best days are ahead of them. It's interesting. I mean, now that you have seven, they're, they're, they're all making the team. They're all going to be active on game day. They're NFL players. Or is O-line a huge need anymore in the draft? I'm sure they wouldn't turn their nose up at one, but... It's not a necessity. It's, it's not, not like, oh, anymore. you have to take an right, offensive, right, ta- right, right. offensive tackle in the first round. I don't know that you do. you got three off. You got three mm-hmm. NFL offensive tackles on your roster. That guy would be fourth no matter what. I mean, unless it's Darisaw or... Something. Yeah, right, unless, right. It's, unless it's one of those top guys, and then you're taking them regardless. Right, right, right. Um, but you don't pigeon so you don't pigeonhole yourself in this ha- saying, okay, we're just going to take the best offensive tackle available, and if, sure. if that's Jalen Mayfield and he's the seventh yeah, guy on our list, right. like a Mayfield, we're a taking him. Yeah, example, like I, there's a lot better things you could do at 24 than Jalen Mayfield, in Correct. my opinion. You know, yeah. or hey, if Creed Humphrey's sitting there in the second round, sure, you know, right, yeah, you know, or something like that, or, or Landon Dickerson, or, yeah, or, so right, any, yeah, anything yeah. like that, you've opened you've opened up this possibility. This is what Kevin Colbert does he excels at every it, yeah. year. Right. Sets himself up for the draft that you don't have to make bad business decisions, you know. Uh, and he's the best I've ever seen at doing it. And this is just another move there. They could line up and play right now with that, with that offensive line. And if you add more to it, great. If that doesn't happen until next year, fine. If these guys get better as they're allowed to do, it might not be as big a need. You have a new offensive line coach, you know. Right. <laughs> you know? And I think they're going to play offense a little differently, too. Yeah, so, you know, and, and I think what this does, again, the, the, the two holes that they haven't filled, the two biggest holes that they haven't filled, mm-hmm. um, running, running back, back yeah. and inside linebacker. Yeah. I you mean, could look at cornerback as potentially that, and I think... I think it is. Uh, you know, we talked to Cam Sutton today. Okay. Cam Sutton's going to be your, your, starting, your, on, your starter on the outside. In a base three four, it's going to be base him three, and Hayden four. are going to be the two. Starters. He's going to kick inside when they go to their nickel and dime. Okay. You don't have another Cam Sutton though behind him. 
Right. It'd be nice to have that third-round version of him. Right. <laughs> Which is what idea. he was. Which he was a third-round draft pick. William yeah. Gay was a fifth-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Deshae Townsend was a third-round draft pick. That's where you get those guys. Sure. And Lane might be that guy, not versatility-wise, different style of corner. He'll, you know, he could play on, you know, in on, in the sub package. He just steps on the outside, which is mm-hmm. what they did last year when Nelson or Hayden were down. Right, 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 right. But if you have, they the, need if, another corner. If you have the opportunity to draft one, you just do it. Yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable just with those four. But you don't have to do it in the first round. But you don't have to do it in the first round. I mean, you don't even have to do to it necessarily in the second round. And it doesn't have to be an outside guy or a slot. It could be either. It could yeah. be both. You know, yeah. right, right. It could be another guy like Sutton who can play inside or yeah. out. Right, exactly. You know, like exactly. A, an Eric Molden or someone like that. Yep. And again, that's the same situation of setting yourself up. Yeah, we're, we know we're going to draft a corner, but it doesn't have to be this type. You know, like, we'll just take the best corner that's out there in the given round that we like the best guy. You know, so yeah. it sets himself up well. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, you know, so I, the running back situation. Um, we're going to go over Daniel Jeremiah's uh, top thirty or mm-hmm. top fifty here in a, in a little bit. And you sent me uh, uh, Dame Brugler's Dane, as well. Yeah, he put a top one hundred, I think. Yeah. Um, the running back situation at twenty four. Well, there'll be one, and it looks like that might be the spot to have to take one if you want to yeah. get one. Yeah, you're probably right. A difference maker, you know, right? I mean, a, a, an every down guy. Um, but let's talk about that, and we have a lot in the past. Do you think Alualu? I do. Pretty much shuts the door on three hundred pound defensive lineman for this year. Yeah, because they resign warmly as well. So right. you've you've got you the got same four. guys coming back. Right, right. You and know, still two young guys that might have some upside. See, that to me is a great move because first of all, Alualu, somebody we wanted to sign from the beginning, has a really good year. What'd you say? He played forty some percent. of the He played forty five percent of the snaps, and well, yeah. And it's a bad defensive tackle class. You know, like that—that's the difference between. It's not just a bad defensive tackle class. It's a maybe historically bad defensive tackle yeah. class. It's not like boy, they don't have any stars. I mean, like, you never see a situation where there are one or two defensive tackles taken in the first round. Right. There it might just be, doesn't there happen. Might be none. Might be none. Might yeah, be none. it just doesn't happen. I mean, even like the edge class. There isn't a Chase Young, but there's guys in the third and fourth round I like. Right. This D-tackle class, there's not a Chase Young close, <laughs> and the depth isn't great, you know. But so Yeah, people are talking about, like, Christian Barmore is the number one defensive tackle in this class. First of all, he wasn't a starter at Alabama. Right. Because they had other guys who are first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's your number, if he's your standard bearer, and he's like 26th in this draft class, maybe. 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 Right. Um, you watch like his October tape, you're like, that's the best defensive tackle in this class. I mean, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't play well for a lot of the year. Turned out the end when everyone was watching. But, yeah. you know, I mean, that is questionable. Um, the kid um, from the, the the Washington kid, Owens and Zarike. Yeah, right. Opted right, right. out last year. And then you watch his tape, and he's like, yeah, he's all right. He's okay, right. Yeah. He's not Warren Sapp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the difference between the. That's why the Alu Alu sign to me is so big, because I didn't want to be in that market where the tackle center group on the other side of the line, there's going to be some value. You don't oh, absolutely. need them yeah. as much, but you're going to get somebody that you have a higher grade on than where you pick them. Yeah, you could take uh, you know Michael Monet or Drew Stallman in the sixth round and go, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Know, these are our developmental set. You know, maybe he's not the starter right now, but... Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of those tackles, yeah. too, that will fall further than they usually Yeah, do. because it's yeah. such a deep tackle class. I was looking at guys last night, and I'm like, any other year, this guy would, you know, mm-hmm. he's a three-year starter at 
where you know, yeah, right. What's the matter, right, you right. and you some know, of the numbers these guys are putting? Up second the pro team day, All right. American and like sixth round, round. Right, right, right. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, there's a gr- there's a lot of them. So I, I they don't have to, but I think they've set themselves up, which is another Colbert trait of not only not having to do things, but usually being able to pick from the best pool of positions at the time. Running back's the only exception, you know, like. Right. You're a little pigeonhole, and the market has kind of dried up. I mean, if you yeah. look at the guys who are available, really the only guys still available that haven't signed yet are James Conner, Wayne, Wayne Gallman, Gurley. Right, right. I, mean, I mean, guys I don't really want. Yeah, I mean, Con- I can see Conner being a Steeler, and I'd have no qualms with that at the right price. But he can't be the man, right? That's I, mean, it. I wrote that today, and people, right. you know, I said that you know, don't be surprised if James Conner's you know brought back at some mm-hmm. point. Well, they can't bring him back. I'm like, not as the start. Yeah, you know, I guess he's. I said he, different he's the number two. He's the number two. If you get a you know a hundred to 150 touches out of him as the number two guy, yeah, that's what you want. You know what he is. When he's healthy, you can win games with that guy, and he can put up yardage as a runner and receiver. But he can't be the guy. I mean, you, you can't be. You, you can't, can't run him out there for five straight games and give him you know 25 carries. No, that's not going to work. We've seen that. Yeah, you know, it works for spurts, but it doesn't work. for But years. can he be a guy that gets you 10, 10 carries a game? Absolutely. Sure. Spelling your starter you, who, because you don't want to give him 340 touches over the course of the might season. Even be your opening day starter, even if you're happy with your first round pick, right? Because make the kid you know earn who it. he is. Right. Right. You trust him in protection and knows all you know who to pick up in the blitz and what holes to hit. And, you know, I've been really critical of the, their running back room the last couple of years. But if you take everyone and move them down a rung, right, yeah. and it's the same If all room, of a sudden Connor's right. now replacing uh, Snell. Snell or Connor is, is, is kicks Jalen right. Samuels off the roster. Everybody goes down a rung. <laughs> it's not a bad There's thing. There's more competition yeah. and you got a higher end. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fine. I would have no problem with bringing Connor back, not for starter money, but as a two. Yeah, and right now, I mean, here are the contracts signed by running backs okay. this year. Kenyon Drake got an average of five and a half million dollars a year, by which is way, just silly. That's the worst. One of the worst contracts. That's the worst free agent contract deal yeah. signed this year. And he even came out and said they said they're going to use me at wide receiver some. He's little and fast, but he's not that good of a receiver. Yeah, he doesn't catch the ball well. He's not a great route runner. Other than that, it's a great idea. <laughs> right, that's an awful signing. Uh, Chris Carson got five point two million a year, and he's a. Second round fantasy draft. I'm like, he's yeah. a look a good player. You're not gonna give him close to that to Connor. Yeah. Uh Jamal Williams got three million dollars a year. After those two yeah. guys, nobody else got more than three million dollars a year. Wow. At the running back. Aaron Jones list. is different. I mean he's on that list because he signed early. Yeah. And, and he went he went back to his own right, team. Right, right. Uh Jamal Williams uh Mike Davis got uh three million dollars average per year. That's one of my faves. Yeah. But if you're not going to spend $3 million on a bag... Or actually, his average is 2.75. Okay. And um, he's the number one right now. In yeah. Devontae Booker got $2.75 million a year. I, I don't know who Devontae Booker. Again, that was uh, that was the Giants. Went from the Raiders yeah, yeah, to the yeah. Giants. Carlos Hyde, $2.25 million like a year. the day free agency open. Yeah. For thirty for a 31-year-old, soon-to-be 32-year-old running back. Spent on like six teams. Uh, Mike Boone got $1.925 million. This, these he are wouldn't the, have been a bad stealer. No. Right. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan, $1.65 million. Right. But I'll take like Wayne Gallman over three or four of those people on the list, and definitely Connor over three or four people on that list. Yeah. It just is football players. I mean, f- Fournette signed for 3.25 on a one year deal. The other ones were all two year okay. deals. The, the one year deals, then Philip Lindsay got $3.25 million, and Mark Ingram got 2.5. Yeah. That's the running back market That's right the market. now. I mean, if you you're James Connor, Connor you're, si- you're sitting out there going, ooh. 
If somebody offered him two million right now for a one-year deal, he should say yes. He should say yes, unless yeah. he's unless Especially he's holding out hope. Wait, you know, well, I'm going to wait until training camp and see if somebody gets hurt. Okay, and then they'll get but, up. But the, there's also draft picks coming into the league. Right, there's a whole influx that are about to you know yeah. screw up your market, and that doesn't mean you're going to get five million a year. Yeah, you're the market for running backs is even worse than the market was for wide receivers. Oh, by far. And by I, far. I, I think to me. Teams should be acquiring multiple starter caliber running backs this year. If you're, mm-hmm. you're going to that 17th game again, it sounds like it's a lot of wear and tear. You're not going to. How many running backs do you think top of the line? You know, 15 to 20 carry per game guys. Do you think play all 17 games next year? Right. I mean, just think of all your fantasy drafts you guys were in. You took McCaffrey and Barkley first two overall. Boom, boom, gone. Yeah. You know? Kamara missed time. Kamara Cook missed a little bit of yeah. time. Um, Henry played a lot. I think Miles Sanders missed time. Mixon missed a ton of time. Chubb was out for a while. Yeah. You know, if very few have lately, anyways. And last year was a particularly bad year, especially for the top guys. But it's only going to get harder. And I like your point of keeping one more on the roster than maybe you would have. Yeah. And maybe he's a specialty guy. Maybe he's a Darren I, I think Sproles that, type. I think or the something. 17 games affects that position more so than any other in the league. Yeah. Without question. I mean, it's yeah. hard enough to get someone through 16. Yeah let alone 17-plus playoffs. I mean, offensive linemen and defensive linemen, yes, and linebackers, yeah. But usually they're delivering a blow. Mm-hmm. Whereas a running back position, I mean, they're getting into 15 to they're 20 car crashes every yeah. every game. I and wonder, usually have multiple guys hitting them. I wonder, <laughs> I mean, if it, assuming we get the 17 and 3 preseasons, so the teams that draft ATN, Harris, and Williams, how much will you play them in the preseason? I mean, they're going to be high picks. They're going to be top 50 picks, whether yeah. they're Steelers or not. Do you save them a little? Yeah, I think you like, I'm not playing McCaffrey at I all. mean, you have to find out what they're, yeah. what they're like in pass protection yeah, and that question, kind of stuff. Without question. So you got to play them enough to do that. It's not a Barkley situation yeah. where you just put them in bubble wrap for the, the, the right. preseason. But I, I, I do think that you, you know, whereas maybe you gave, hey, we want to see the kid get 50 carries in the preseason to get his feet sure. wet. Maybe now it's only 25 to 30. Like you'd just love to see that with Snell. Yeah, you know somebody like that, but you know it doesn't break your heart if he gets hurt. <laughs> you Maybe you do use those those uh, you know your your lesser. I can see it being a big McFarland preseason. No oh yeah, what. yeah, a guy who's got to prove that he belongs on a roster. Your first round draft pick, one of those three guys, he's going to be on your roster. No, oh, yeah, yeah, without question. Yeah. I wouldn't want to use him up in the preseason. Is my point. You yeah, know, if, if he's going to play, I mean, I can remember when he, when the Steelers drafted Le'Veon Bell in the second round in 2013, and Mike Tallman was going live in practice. Yeah, yeah. And Bell got hurt. Yeah. And ended up missing the first three games of the season. He was their guy. And he was, I mean, he was drafted to be the he one. He was drafted to be he the one. He was the yeah. guy, and he missed the first three games of the season. They started 0-4 that year. Hmm. You know, their record with Bell as opposed to without Bell that year, I think they were 8-4. and four. So he came in and gave him a real shot in the yeah. arm, even as a rookie, and was better in the second year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so, imagine... All, all the people that talk about, you know, don't use a first-round pick on a running back. I understand that logic. But think about this team if they had a Lev Bell in his prime the last two years. Yeah. Again, it's easy to say when you have a running back. Yeah, yeah, right. When, you're, when your top running back is right now is Benny Snell, mm-hmm. then running back becomes a big priority. <laughs> big priority. Yeah. Or if you're the Miami Dolphins and your top running back is, I don't even know who their guy is right now. Gaskin, I guess. Yeah. He's probably their best dude. They did right? that last year. They saw it, and they yeah. couldn't keep a guy healthy. The Jets. Yeah. yeah, Atlanta's best guys. People talk about, Davis. well, you know, the 49ers just go out and get guys. 
Yeah, and they end up using six running backs every year. Yeah, they do. I mean, they go. They've also spent a ton of money on McKinnon, and they gave Kevin Coleman way more than this money. Absolutely, that we're yeah. He was like five or six million right. a year ago. They paid injured. guys. They paid guys. Right, right. And they've gone through a lot. And that system's been. Pro- Everyone just assumes because Mike Shanahan did it way back when that you could go from Terrell Davis to Anderson and Tatum Bell. and The other know. thing is that those guys don't last. They don't last at all. Uh, so right. you, you use them up in two years. And, oh, by the way, even those old Bronco teams, he traded Champ Bailey to get Portis. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they use resources on these guys. They did too. value, right, the, right. yeah. They did value the position. And yeah. So it's not just – it goes back to, the, you know, the, the – Graphic that we put out or put out last week from four for four, where mm-hmm. you know eighty percent of the thousand yard rushing season since two thousand have come from guys taken in those first two rounds. Yeah, right. Eighty percent. Right. I bet that's not true at receiver. No, I mean there's so many second and third, you know, day two guys, yeah. the Michael Thomases and Adams. Yeah. And, you, know, you can you, you know. can find running backs in in later rounds. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, they don't last as long. No. Because they're not a high pedigree guy. I mean, even as good as Terrell Davis was, he didn't last very long. He didn't last very long. The other thing with those guys, and even, I mean, any of those guys that weren't first two rounders, they don't start the season as starters. Right. You know, like, oh, you, I, mean, I keep using fantasy references, but, okay, you had Robinson from the Jags last year. You didn't start him in fantasy from the beginning. You didn't right. know he was good. It takes you three weeks the to The Jaguars didn't know he right, was good. Right, It takes you a while to realize they're even good. Yeah. And then, you know, they beat their head into the ground and they don't last long. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember. The first rounders last forever. It, it reminds but. me of, uh, I went down, I was when I was still uh, doing some high school stuff. Uh, one year I went to Fort Cherry High School. And I'm talking to their, their longtime coach, Jim Gary, who was Marty Schottenheimer's coach and Marvin mm. Lewis's head coach. He'd been there forever. Pretty good. Veteran, he had yeah. seen a lot of good players over the sure. course of his career. And. He's, I said, who's your who's your running back? They just had their their top running back graduate. Who's your running back this year? And he mentions a couple of seniors and a, a junior, you know, junior. And he said, now I got this freshman, Mike Vernillo. He's you know he may get some carries here or there. That guy Vernillo ended up being the all time leading rusher in oh, really? in, in Whitfield history. He was just a you know they didn't know what they had. They didn't know what he they didn't had start yet, the right. season as the starter. Mm-hmm. You know it was like two or three weeks into the season. Oh, put the kid in there, and every time he gets the, gets the ball, he breaks off a 25-yard run. You know, Okay, he's a starter. I'm not saying McFarland is Vernello, but maybe he is. You know, we, yeah. He really didn't get a chance to show himself. I mean, and if again, he had a preseason, people, maybe he would People are saying, know? oh, well, he's a bust. He didn't do anything his rookie year. They wouldn't give him the ball. They wouldn't give him the ball because they couldn't trust him. To, you know, They didn't know who he is. You don't know. He didn't have a preseason. They didn't have a preseason. Look right. at every rookie running back from last season. Right. None of them did anything until late in the year, and it was out of necessity. Oh, absolutely! They all took a long time. I mean, even the best ones, the Acres and Taylors, and the guys drafted in this in the second. Yeah, other you know, Edward Solaire. Oh, he had that big game in the opener, and then nothing really. You look at the rest of his season; it was after. It was disappointing. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, for a first round back, I mean, if the Steelers take it back in the first round, and you said he could have the exact same season Dobbins had last year, or Edward Edward Solaire had last year, I'd say no. Go. I think he had like twelve hundred total yards, like. Okay, you were the guy, mm-hmm. and he missed some time, but you were yeah, the guy. But you should catch sixty balls, right? You know, if you're him, you know, in that offense too. Yeah, and, and last year was bad for running backs, so we we thought the opposite for again fantasy reasons. Running backs will step right in. Yeah, it's easy for us to say, but the coaches have to say, "Hey, J.K., get in the game." But I don't trust him to protect yet. I haven't seen. Yeah, him. I don't want to get my quarterback killed. Right? Absolutely. I mean, that's a, and that's always going to be a factor for McFarland. 
It's always been a factor for me. The little backs are. It's all. I don't care. If they could be the toughest little back in the world. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get run over in pass protection. But let's say COVID, we never heard of COVID, and the Steelers play five preseason games. He may have been in week two yeah. trusted by then. You know? Right. And maybe he will be next year. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but that that, that story hasn't been written yet. No, not even close. Right. And, and so, uh, yeah, but I still think, you know, you look at it, running back it's is priority number one. Mm-hmm. They don't have a starter there. They have a starter everywhere else. And a guy yeah. who is lined up and started at least half a season's worth of games at that position. I'm not arguing with you, but I think there's a, still a conversation about corner because there's three starters at corner. I mean, there's two starters on this team for sure. I yeah. don't know that there's three starters on this team. I just don't know. I'm not saying Lane is or isn't. Again, I wish I could see him. Yeah. They know. I don't. You yeah. Know? So maybe that is their two biggest needs at this point, corner and running back. Maybe linebacker too. Yeah. I mean, we just looked at it originally and said they got to build a running game. They got to rebuild a whole offensive line. I mean, they won't turn their nose up at a center or a tackle, and they're loaded. They're not loaded at guard, but they're yeah. fine at guard. But it may be pick four or five before they go O line. Yeah. And I don't think I'd be critical of that if they had. You see, I think a lot of fans would be. I'm I sure can't they believe they. I can't believe they're not taking offensive linemen. Again, when we had Greg Cosell on a couple of weeks ago, the quickest way to. Create a running game is to get a good running it's back. Get a good back, <laughs> and it, I'll reference Pro Football Focus real quick. They'll always kill you for taking backs, but they also have a theory, and I kind of agree with this one. Just don't stink on O line. You know, if yeah. you can have a league average O line with seven or eight guys that you can trot out there, and none of them's awful, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? You can't have a hole. You can you can't don't have a massive hole. Certainly don't have two. You can get by in this league because nobody the, has done. It's the Vikings anymore. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, the Vikings' offensive line isn't great. No. But they have a running game. But they have a running game, right. Why right. is that? Their guards are bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah right, right. Why do they have a running game? Because they get a great running back. Because, of, yeah, Dalvin Cook would have been nice here. Yeah. The Steelers would have had a lot better running game with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, imagine, right. like, Dalvin, you know, if Dalvin Cook was running behind the best offensive line in the league. Sure. Right, right, right. You have 2,000 yards. That's, that's Emmitt Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> so, but anyways, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, we want to thank Jacob Reck for keeping us on the air here during the uh, this first segment. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, I've got a couple of uh, rankings here. Mm, Okay. I got them side by side. We'll go down both here. Just to kind of show people the difference in opinions. I bet this year's more than ever, by the way. Yeah. And especially in 32 different buildings. I bet there's less group think, um, less information. Yeah, so it's a fun year. So we've got Daniel Jeremiah's top Mm -hmm. top 50 from uh, NFL.com. Does a good job. And I've got Dame Brugler. From the the athletics top fifty, right? Or top his top one hundred. We'll go through the top fifty here, though. 
So they both have Trevor Lawrence as number one. Okay. That's everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, unless you're Chris Sims. <laughs> Very true. He doesn't think he's the best quarterback in this draft. Number two for both guys now is Kyle Pitts. Right, well, he would be for me, too. He's a tough guy to slot, though, in this in this draft. See, I wouldn't even look at them that way. I would just take – I mean, if I'm – I would take him at four if I'm Atlanta and I'm standing there. If three quarterbacks are gone and Atlanta has to pick, I'm taking Pitts. If I'm – I might take him over Sewell if I'm the Bengals. And – the I mean, word the word out of Cincinnati now, and this is again, you're, you're, there's all kinds of right. quote unquote word, is that Joe Burrow is really pushing for Jamar Chase because Which he wants makes, to be reunited with his guy. Makes perfect if sense. If that happens, it, like you know, what, let's say Atlanta takes Sewell and and mm-hmm. and and Cincinnati takes Chase. You know, is Detroit going to take Pitts? See, I think Miami takes one of those three at six. That's the beauty of me. If, if you're Atlanta, it, or if you're Miami. You move from three to six and probably get the same guy or the same tier. I don't know what these guys' rankings are, but to me, the non-quarterbacks in this draft, there's three on the tier together, Chase, Pitts, and Sewell. Miami's going to get one of them and doesn't have to choose between them, and they get a future first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Brugler has Zach Wilson three. Uh, Jeremiah has Jamar Chase three. Is Wilson your two quarterback? I can't remember. We did that list so long. Yeah, ago. he's I think mine so. yeah. right now too. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty firmly, to be honest. With at you. five, Jeremiah has uh, Jalen Waddle. I understand that in today's NFL, um, just because of the danger. Yeah, uh, Brugler has Panay Sewell. Okay, I know. I know DJ is not very high on Sewell compared to the other yeah. draft picks. No, Brugler has Waddle at six. Mm-hmm. At six. Uh, Jeremiah has Devontae Smith. Okay. It's a little rich for my blood on Smith, but uh, if you're a team like Detroit or even Philly at 12, you might get Smith in yeah. that neighborhood. And yeah. be happy about it. Yeah. Be real happy about it, yeah. Uh, at seven, they both have Trey Lance. Understandable. At eight, they both have Justin Fields. Okay. I still Lance like first Fields is tough. I still like Fields a little bit better because I know more about him. I think he's a lot more accurate. Yeah. I mean, that much I, I know. I just know more. I've seen more of Fields, mm-hmm. and I've seen him play against. He's less of a risk to me. I, I guess Lance's interviews, intelligence, football knowledge is really, really impressive. Uh, so that alleviates I don't have some that. of it. We don't have that. We don't sit down <laughs> with the guy. Right. You know, we don't Zoom with him. So we don't have that knowledge. So it's all second, third-hand information. One thing about Fields I don't think people talks about a lot is, oh, he had some rough times against Northwestern and, you know. He had a sprained wrist against Northwestern. He played, that he played. both those games. Yeah. Ohio State had like 30 guys on the COVID list. <laughs> you know, like they didn't have the big advantages that Alabama did throughout the year as much as people think, like they usually do. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm still a big Fields guy. Uh, at nine, Brugler has Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. At nine, um DJ. For DJ is Slater. Yeah, he likes Slater more than Sewell. And he moved him down a couple of spots. Mm-hmm. He had him higher even earlier. Yeah. I, I, saw, I heard an interview with DJ today saying he might have to be a guard. You know, it's the first time I've heard him concede that. Yeah. But this is the Cosell thing. He's going to be one of the 64 tackles on game day. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's no question. No one's going to draft him in the top 10 and put him a guard. At 10, uh, Brugler has Patrick Sertain, as does DJ. He's really safe. He's he's the, yeah. he's the number one corner the consensus now. Corner yeah. with the Although I did see Farley somehow he ran today. Did he really? I I saw just saw the video of him running a forty today, and he was he was in the four twos. Wow, 
Did he not have the back surgery? Is that after the pro day? He may is have it, had the back. It wasn't a it wasn't a surgery. Surgery it was. A it, they said a procedure. Okay. But to me, a procedure is hey, we, we you know we go in there maybe scope something out, mm-hmm. and that was two weeks ago. Maybe now it's better. If he ran four two, <laughs> <laughs> I like we even got the Jason yeah. Warren, but he's really great. And maybe that maybe that was too. him running prior to yeah, any right. of this stuff. But he, I don't know when their pro day again. Was the clocking was four two. It's four two insane. Yeah, yeah, I mean at his size. Uh. Brugler has Rashawn Slater at 11. That seems about right. DJ has Micah Parsons at 11. He has to be climbing up boards, yeah. too. Parsons is 12 for Brugler. Okay. These aren't very different so far. But Bru- they shouldn't be the top. Brugler has Elijah Vera Tucker at 13. Mm-hmm. And DJ has Panay Sewell at 12. That's as low as you'll see Sewell. He has him at 12. He has Gregory Russo at 13. Mm-hmm. That's about as high as you'll see any of the edge guys in this draft. Say, that's, I know he's Russo's his favorite. I I'm not there with Russo. Yeah, there's there's too many question marks yeah. there for me. I don't think he's real twitchy. I think he's kind of a long eat up space guy. Yeah, I mean he's a good player. But. Uh, at 14, Brugler has J.C. Horn. And the more I watch Horn, the more I like him. Yeah, he t- he tested really well. Really well, yeah, yeah, for his size. At fourteen, uh, DJ has Quiddy Pay. I-, I get it with Pay too. I mean, he- he's a little bit with the OA conversation of production doesn't meet. At least he uh, had some production. At least he had some. OA had none. OA very little. Right? <laughs> but the production does not meet their uh, yeah. workout numbers. Right. You know, they're still projects. Uh, at fifteen, Jeremiah has Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh-huh. At fifteen, Brugler has Jeremiah Owosu Koromora. Koromoa. If he got a plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Vera Tucker, some people didn't love his workout. No one should be shocked that his arms were a little on the short side. No, no that's right. That's, you knew that going in. Um, Jeremiah has J.C. Horn at 16. Uh-huh. At 16, Brugler has Aziz Ojolari. I'm not on board with him either. No, I'm not either. I mean, he has good tape, don't get me wrong. He's not as big as some of the other guys. He wins on speed a lot. Yeah. And if, if those guys have to be great testers for me, and he wasn't a great tester, he was a good tester. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's a good prospect. I like. I would take a chance on no way or pay that didn't have production over him. At seventeen, Jeremiah has Caleb Farley going down to there. Okay. That's down seven. That's down twelve spots. He'd be a hard guy to rank if we yeah. were, had to force to do a top fifty. Obviously, at seventeen um, for Brugler is another Virginia Tech guy, Christian Darasaw. Yeah, I don't think Darasaw is going to be. Sniffing 24. No, I don't think so either. He has, uh, Jeremiah has uh, Owosu Koromoa at 18. Mm-hmm. Another, by the way, I don't, anyone's got their hopes up for Horn too. I don't think he's That's not 24 happening. either, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, at 18 for Brugler is Greg Newsom. He would, that's a conversation to have. Like, I, I think if the Steelers are going to take a corner at 24, and I'm sure there's listeners out there saying that's their biggest need, they have to get a corner. Fine. I mean, if you believe that, I can understand that logic. It's probably Newsom. That's probably who you're looking at. It's probably at, yeah. who it is, right. Un- unless, for some reason, you know. You could, I don't say it's a bad pick. You could be looking at Farley falling that far. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And you could you could live with him not playing in minicamp in preseason yeah. with how you're built right now. Uh, at 19 for Jeremiah is Trevor Moerig. At 19 yeah. for Brugler is Quiddy Pay. I don't think I'd have Moerig that high. But he's the best safety. Yeah. You know. At 20 for Jeremiah is Travis Etienne. I get it. At you better go the right scheme, though. At 20 for Brugler is Tevin Jenkins. I get that, too. Yeah. 
I saw some things. I, I can't remember where I saw. It might have been Zierlein said that there were some questions about his football character. That Jenkins? Me, yeah. I'm not sure what that means. That maybe he doesn't love the game? I mean, he plays nasty as could be. Though. Yeah. I mean, he's a real finisher on the field. Uh, I don't know. You hear all kinds of stuff yeah, this yeah, time yeah. of year. Lance yeah. would know. Uh, at 21 for Jeremiah is Najee Harris. Yeah. So he's got ATN and Najee Harris back-to-back. At 21 for Brugler is Landon Dickerson. But he lists him as a guard. Okay. He has the luxury that NFL teams don't to say, I'm just going to watch the tape and yeah. I'm going to put him in the first round. But he doesn't have a team doctor. Yeah, you don't have the right. team doctor saying, no, 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 right. no. Hey, well, this guy's at your own risk. Yeah, this guy's got 72 injuries. He's another right. injury waiting to happen. At 22 for Brugler is Christian Barmore. That's early for me. That's early for me as well. Uh, at 22 for Jeremiah is Jalen Phillips. He would be, he's my number one edge. I think he's, I mean, if I'm taking one of the Miami guys. Mm-hmm. I think his tape is awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's, again, I don't have a team doctor saying, well, he, he left UCLA because of concussions and he's had to get an injury or yeah. two, you know. But I mean, the one was a scooter injury. and Yeah. Know, okay. Just what I've seen watching for them, I think he's the best football player of the edges. At 23 for Brugler is Mac Jones. I get it. I like Mac Jones now more than I did a month ago. I think he's going to be the third pick in the draft, which boggles my which mind a little. Which is silly. Right. But the, there's folks, in, and the Shanahans are in this, this this realm, that their three biggest things are decision-making, accuracy, poise. Well, if those are what you – if that's your, your criteria, you have to have those things, he's really high on your list. Yeah. You know, depends what you're asking a quarterback to do. Um, at 23 for Jeremiah's Kadarius Tony. I, that, there's so many, we've talked about this a lot, but there's so many, and especially with these pro days, slot weapons, small receivers in this draft, you know, more and more and, um, Atwell. And I mean, there's so yeah. many of those guys. I just, I just like him. I think he's, I mean, he's, I'm not sure he's better than those guys or worse. I mean, there's just a lot of them. Yeah. Get in space and look out. Um, yeah. Yeah. At 24 for Jeremiah is Jamin Davis. That's up, Jamin Davis. That's up 11 spots. Like, yeah. he just keeps climbing on, on Jeremiah's board. Would you consider him at 24? Consider him. Yeah. I uh, mean, I, I would have considered him at 55, so I would have sure. to consider him at 24. I mean, Davis versus Collins. That's where you got to take him. Conversation. Yeah. You know, it's about what you, yeah. Yeah. Davis is kind of reminds me a little bit of Javante Williams. Like, at the beginning of this process, Boy, that's a really solid second-round pick. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's not going to be there. Right. At 24 for Brugler is Najee Harris. He's, he's a great prospect, in my opinion. Yeah. But he has some negatives with wear and tear and age and things. But At 25 for Jeremiah is Zayvon Collins. I'm not quite as high on him as I was two weeks ago. And I might two weeks from now, I might be back where I was. He's just not super physical. I mean, he's – but. That means less now than ever. Right. I, I, I don't know. He just covers I, a ton of space, and he's 6'5". I think you know? he does a lot awesome. of different things for you. That, oh, yeah. You know, uh, 25 for Brugler is Jalen Phillips. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. him a lot, yeah. 26 for Brugler is Jason Oa. It just depends what you believe your coaches can do with him. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's going in the first round. I think he would if if I were the decision maker, he would not go. He would be a lolly guy. He would right? not be. Right. Yeah, he yeah. would not be one of my players. I know that production does matter. It does. 
But if I'm the, it's like the it's like the the anti Jarvis Jones. Like Jarvis Jones didn't test well at all, but he had production. People he, say, he well, he didn't test well. Athletic. Right, right. Okay, I get that. Sure. And maybe you don't want to go that direction again. At the same time, production does. I don't. If you were that big and that fast mm-hmm. and that athletic, and you didn't accidentally fall into a quarterback once, it's extremely worrisome. But it's like not even like you don't, I didn't like the Bud Dupree pick at the time because I, I watched him and right. I didn't see. I just didn't see make his more plays. Yeah, make more plays. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't want to see the ball carrier running past you, and you, you run up field and you react right. like two seconds later. Oh, there's the ball. Like you had no instincts. Yeah, and even Bud's first couple years in the league, he ran past the quarterback right. as much as anyone in the league. You know, that's what I think this guy might be. But at least Bud had eight sacks his senior year. Yeah, right, right. right. There was some. There was some, some production. production. There was some this guy has none. But his tape isn't bad. It's not like you don't know he's out there. He's disruptive, but. Again, zero sacks. Well, he sacks, should be sacks. disruptive. Right, he's right, six right. five, two hundred fifty seven pounds. He runs a four three seven forty. See, if I'm taking if him, if he's though, five six and he runs a four six four three, he's, he's disruptive. He's disruptive. <laughs> if I'm the Ravens or Bills, somebody that's a good team with a good coaching staff that can swing for the fences, those are the type of teams I'm interested. In. Or, or a Miami or the Jets with multiple picks. Okay, you know? for the for the Ravens, he would make sense because they're going to scheme stuff up. To have mm-hmm. get him free runs at the quarterback, and he does have to play this minute. That's what I'm saying yeah. with the Bills too. You know, like bring him along slow. I'm a good team, but for a lot of t- like, if you're lining him up and saying, "Okay, beat that tackle and get to the quarterback," I don't trust him to do it. Agreed. I mean, if he's not beating Big Ten left tackles, he's not beating AFC North left tackles. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I just uh, to me that's a problem, and that's a <laughs> you better love your D line coach. And then yeah. when the guy busts, the poor D-line coach gets, gets Yeah, fired he gets fired for it. What do you mean he didn't make that guy into a player? That's right. He was a player when he gave him to <laughs> uh, At 20, uh, 27 for Brugler is Avon Collins. At 26 for Jeremiah is Javante Williams. Yeah, he has three backs right together. Three backs in the top 26. It's funny because I was listening to a, a podcast with DJ on it just today, and he says, I keep moving these three up, you know, and he said – and, and he's, I've heard him say this on the air many times. He says, in the back of my mind, I have this voice saying, Javante Williams is going to be the best back in this draft. You know, and he's like, I can't quite put him over those other two, so yeah. I keep moving all three up. Yeah, uh, he, had his pro, he had his pro day today and ran four five five four five eight, depending on what you – That's, great. that's fine. fine. Absolutely fine. It's not four six five. Yeah, his dimensions and his yeah. size, it's fine. I mean, if it, his comparison has been uh, Kareem Hunt, Kareem yeah. Hunt ran in the in the four sixes, mid four sixes. Yeah, I would say mid. The, mid He's the a high, faster yeah. version of Kareem Hunt. His speed's fine. Yeah. Uh, at twenty eight, uh, Brugler has Kadarius Tony. But one other note that DJ said, I guess Bucky Brooks went to NC, so they yeah. had great connections at NC. And he said, if I had to bet on someone not to bust, it's Javante Williams because of his work ethic and character. You know, yeah. they, they rave about him, all yeah. those things. Uh, 28, Kadarius Tony for Brugler. 27 is Jalen Mayfield for Jeremiah. 28 is Greg Newsom. I would like to see Mayfield test better. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of off that He's not really one. for me. Yeah, I'm kind of off that one as well. He's yeah. just kind of – he might have to play guard. Might have to play guard. Yeah. And I'm not sure he's a super high upside guy, and his tape doesn't blow me away either. I'm not sure Michigan's coaching staff gets the most out of people too. I don't know note. that they do either. Yeah. 29, Brugler has Caleb Farley. All the way down to 29. Wow. He'd be a hard guy to spot. Yeah. But, okay. Again, he should go somewhere in the first round. <clears throat> if he ran four but, two today, he's, he's not <coughs> but it's stay a projection. It's a projection. Yeah. Uh, Twenty nine. Jeremiah has Alizo Jalari. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's not super high. It's 30. Brugler has Levi Onzariki. Yeah. Um, that's where that's actually where Jeremiah has him as well. It, Jeremiah though has him as his top tackle, defensive tackle. He's we not for me either. I, but I was listening to another podcast today with our buddy John Ledyard on there. He had a good point about Levi saying, if you watch the Big Ten or the big, whatever they are now, the Pac Ten or Pac Twelve or whatever yeah. they are now, you see a ton of three man rushes. You know, a lot of eight man drops playing in space. So Levi and a lot of his snaps is going up against two guards in a center. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't get, gain anything watching that, you know? Aaron Donald's not getting home on that. Um, 31 for Jeremiah is Jason Owa. Yeah. That's actually up two spots. He had bumped him out of his top yeah. 32. He had a pretty good test. 31 for Brugler is ATN. Okay. 32 for Brugler is Samuel Cosme. Cosme tested very, very well. Yeah. Jeremiah has Mac Jones at 32. I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm not getting on DJ, but I don't think that the number 32 implies, and I've heard him talk about him, he's not for DJ, but he's going to put him in the first round. You know, yeah. Like, he didn't have a 33, you know, he, uh, just a little trick. Uh, 33 for DJ is Nick Bolton. Solid player. He's a guy that's kind of fall. He, he dropped four spots there. Mm-hmm. He uh, wouldn't break my heart at 24 either. I mean, he, I don't think you do jumping jacks for him, but yeah. he's a good football player. 34 for for Jeremiah is Tevin Jenkins. Uh, 33 for Brugler is Alex Leatherwood. 34 mm-hmm. is Gregory Russo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 35 for Brugler is Elijah Molden. Yeah. 35 for DJ is Joe Tryon. Down eight spots. Hmm. Tryon's pretty impressive. I don't. I mean, some of these. He's, been, mocks, he's all over these things. Yeah. Some of these mocks you see him go like in the third round. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. How about this one? Jeremiah at thirty six has Christian Darasaw, down ten spots. The one negative I've heard about Darasaw is, and it doesn't always show him, but his tape because he finishes guys, but there are plays where he just kind of goes through the motions, and I've been told indirectly that they're just questions that does he love it or not? Yeah. Or does he do it because he's good at it? Yeah, okay. Somebody's telling DJ something, though. Yeah, right. At 37, DJ has Terrace Marshall. That's up three spots. I think him and Bateman are low-risk quality players. Yeah. Um, at 35 for uh, Brugler Dang. is Elijah Molden. Yeah. At 36 is Carlos Basham. I read the write-up that he wrote about Molden and said, okay, maybe he's not a Matthew-like corner. Maybe he's just a slot Okay. I mean, what's yeah. so bad about that? No, he's right. He'll, he'll play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's going to play a lot. At 37, uh, he has Richie Grant. That's his top safety. On, on, I've seen yeah. more and more people putting him as their top safety. I mean, he has ball production. Oh, 17 turnovers yeah, yeah, yeah. in the last two years. Uh, or, yeah, so uh, at 38, DJ has Elijah Moore. That's up 12 spots after that he workout. He had to work yeah. out, too. Yeah. 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 I um, think he's a little more than a gimmicky guy, too. Like, yeah. I think he can run routes every snap, too. Um, for Brugler, uh, he has Nick Bolton at 38. Okay. He has Trevor Morig at 39. Okay. Well, to me, they're similar prospects. They're yeah. real solid, hard to find negatives. Uh, DJ has Asante Samuel Jr. at 39. Just a little bit small. Yeah. More of a zone guy, but he ran well, too. At 40, DJ has Landon Dickerson. That's down they're, three spots. They're very different on him, yeah. and probably for one reason, and that's injuries. Right. At 40, that's where Brugler has Javante Williams. Okay, so 
if he's somewhere between the forty and twenty six. Yeah, right, right, right. He's in that neighborhood. Yeah, uh, forty one for Brugler's Terrace Marshall, so they're in the same neighborhood. Yeah, on him similar. Liam Eichenberg for DJ at forty one. To me, he's the definition of a double. Yeah. Which nice safe pit. You know yeah. what you're getting. You see, you've seen lots of tape of him. I mean, Steelers take him in the second round. I would not complain one bit. But I like that kind of move for them more a month ago than now. Right. You know, where you put him in as a starter and he doesn't hurt you and see what happens. Where yeah. I might rather take the third round guy that's upside. At 42 for Brugler is Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Uh, he has Elijah Moore at 43. He has Joe Tryon at 44. Asante Samuel at 45. DJ has Christian Barmore at 42. Ronnie Perkins at 43. He's always been big on Perkins. He's down uh, down five spots. Yeah, so. he was in his top 32 yeah. for a while. Quinn Miners at 44. Wow. <laughs> I don't really object. I mean, there's some of these centers I like a lot. Yeah. We haven't mentioned Creed Humphrey. Yeah. I think I'd take high, Humphrey over Miners, but, boy, I'd like Miners. I've seen yeah, – you see more tape of uh, – see actual tape right. of Humphrey playing this position. But, boy, Miners would be a great stealer, yeah. even in the second round. Uh, 45, he has Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, and yeah. he could be a good stealer, too. Yeah. He doesn't get talked about a lot by us. Uh, 46 for Brugler, Joseph Asai. He has Jalen Mayfield at 47. I Eichen- think that's where Mayfield belongs. Yeah, Eichenberg at 48. I might, okay. ac- I might actually have Eichenberg ahead of Me Mayfield too. now. Me yeah. too. Creed Humphrey at 49 for Brugler and Rondell Moore at 50 for Brugler. You bet. I mean, you better have a plan in place for Moore. I yeah, mean, he's, he's not for everybody. 46 for uh, Jeremiah is Pat Fryermuth. He's pretty darn solid too. Yeah. Could I mean I'm not sure I would pass on Fryermuth in the second round if I was the Steelers. Yeah, no, I, but, I don't, but I don't know if you'll get that chance. I don't know if you'll get that Again, chance. Again, there's a lot of these guys. Wow, you wouldn't pass on them. Are you going to get the chance? You get the chance. Yeah. But it's like everything. This guy's definitely a first-rounder, and you say that about 40 dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 50. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, Dylan Raddins at 47. Mm-hmm. Rashad Bateman at 48. They're both a little lower on Bateman than I would expect, but okay. Uh, Jeremiah has Elijah Molden at 49. These guys are all the same tier, you know, the top 50 type guys, yeah. you know. And he has Jabril Cox at 50. That's actually down seven spots for him. Hmm. The guys who dropped out for him uh, out of his uh, last top 50 were Tutu Atwell, which I think is fair. I don't think Tutu Atwell is going to the top 50. I'm not 50. giving DJ a hard time, but Tutu Atwell's head coach, is Louisville's head coach, was yeah. DJ's coach. And, yeah. You know, no. So maybe they give him a little. Davian Nixon falls out. Inconsistent, but yeah. his highlights are impressive. And then Aaron Robinson. Okay. Robinson could be appealing for the Steelers in that he can play inside or outside. Yeah. Sort of a Sutton-ish type, you know, role. Yeah, um, yeah so that's uh, that's the top 50 for both of those guys. Yeah. Different names on there. Uh, just looking at this, uh, Brugler has uh, Calvin jo- or has Jamin Davis at 53. Hmm, okay. Um, he has, noteworthy guys. Yeah, Fryermuth at 51. Miners is at 56, so he is yeah, rising. He's not too, yeah, he's, he's not far He's no off. longer a sleeper. <laughs> I think if, you're, if he's a stealer, he's going to be in the second round. I don't think you're getting him in the that's third. That's the problem is there's like 20 guys that people say, well, the Steelers need to draft him, and they're all set first and second round guys. Right, right, right. You're only going to get two. I mean, it goes back to we cheat a little bit with our mocks and trade down a lot, but if you can get three of those guys instead of two by sacrificing 24 for the 32nd pick or whatever, yeah. it's that's a pretty probably well. the move to make because it I is. think that's the sweet spot because those, those edge rushers don't interest me. Not that the quarterbacks early. Right, right, right. don't you know just right, right, don't right. you're not going to get those guys so there's no reason to talk about it. a wide receiver 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to you're, you're not, not going to take market, one. Right. You want Barmore to go. Yeah. You know, you want you know uh, all the defensive tackles to get yeah. up. So yeah. I mean, there's you know there's 15, 20 guys right there mm-hmm. that yeah. aren't for you this year. Yeah. Right. So safeties as well. Yeah. The, the, those um, two up two, you want to go as early as possible. But then so beyond that, you're right. You want those guys to get eaten up. Yeah. I'd love to see a receiver. Run. You want that run like it was last year where you got Chase Claypool and he's the 11th receiver taken. Yeah. And you took him at what 49. Yeah, that's a lot of receivers. <laughs> Right. It could happen, too. And it could. There's no doubt about it. But uh, anyways, we're going to take a break. He is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We want to thank Jacob Reck for keeping us on the air throughout the show. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is mock draft time. Today we're using Pro Football Focus uh, mock drafter. And just as an aside, Pro Football Focus has the running backs rated very lowly. Yeah. Uh, they're not nearly as high on running backs as some other sites here. So uh, we're not going to necessarily go by their rankings. We're going to go by where we would take these guys. Yeah. The two things I just wanted to make note. First of all, double. Ch- someone sent me a tweet that for some reason Pro Football Focus has the Steelers picking twenty second. That's not true, right? They've got them at twenty four here. Okay. I I have noticed the last few times instead of picking at fifty five, they had them at fifty six. Hmm. Weird. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's a glitch in a program. Okay. I don't know. I, I just wanted to double check that we here. Have they that got right. them at fifty five. It looks like they have the picks right. And then this dude Berg Bull, who I, I assume is listening, is a big fan of ours. I'm not going to do. I don't want to do it this time. But he he suggested. Please do a mock where the Steelers don't get one of the top running backs, just to see what that looks like. We'd love to see. I mean, I've I don't done think that you'll a, like it, but I I've think done it's that. An exercise it's, it's we should not, try. It's not very much fun. I mean, maybe I've we'll do it, it Friday or something. Yeah. But I, I do want to try that at some point. Um, and what I said to you going into this one with Pro Football Focus is, we know we can cheat and get Devontae Williams in the second round. I think we can't know that going in. Yeah. Let's not. Pre- we know we can possibly. I, I've done ones on this one where Najee Harris is available in the third. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is just ridiculous. Right. So, I'm cool with trading down in this one, but I'm not cool with. Eh, let's take something else because we know. We, we know. Back yeah, we're looking at their off. rankings because right, right. NFL teams don't have that luxury. Well, they don't have luxury, right? Yeah. And I have respect for Pro Football Focus. I understand their value of running backs, but. I don't believe that one of those three will be there in the second round. This I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't believe that. Okay, so our pick is up. The guys who went just ahead of us. Uh, we saw Rashad Bateman go to Chicago. Okay. Jeremiah Awosu koromoa to We're the, happy to see Bateman go. Yeah, to the uh, Colts. Which is fine by me, too. Elijah Vera Tucker goes to the Titans. He's not really for the Steelers to me, either. Yeah. And then Gregory Russo goes to the Jets through Seattle. So all those picks are yeah. Steeler friendly. Yes. So our top guys available are Christian Barmore, no thanks, Elijah Moore, Quiddy Pay, Jason Owa, Walker Little. They have now ranked twenty fourth overall. Mel Kiper has them really high too. I, I think people are telling some of these guys. You're looking at two year old tape. I know. <laughs> Three year old one. tape actually. What am I saying? It's a tough one. Uh, Aziz Ojalar. I don't like any of this. Uh, Terrace Marshall, Dylan Raddins, Tevin Jenkins is the first guy on there that I would consider. He's the first one of the, that list I would yeah. consider. Nick Bolton, Zaven Collins, 
uh, all the running backs are there. ATN, they have ATN is their top ranked running back at forty two. I mean, I think the we can. I think there's two options: trade down if somebody's interested, or take our favorite back. We do have a trade down offer. Okay, this is from the Chiefs. I would almost be that's willing, the neighborhood I want to go. I almost be willing to bet they want to move up to take Tevin Jenkins. And I don't blame one bit. He's perfect for the Chiefs. Yeah. And I like Jenkins a ton, but he'd be a starting right tackle from them from so day one. So they have 31 and 63. 31's about where I want to go. That's right where I want to be at. Let's see if we can get that just for 24. Okay. Let's see if they – boom, they took it. Okay. All right. Great. So we got their first and second for our first because they moved up seven spots. That, that would make – if I were the Chiefs, I would do that trade too. Yeah. Give me – I like Jenkins a lot. Okay, so we're back. Uh, also, the Chiefs. Let's see if they picked. Line. The Chiefs took. Actually, they took Alizo Jolari. Azizo Jolari. Did they, they really? They didn't take an offensive lineman. Hmm. So we moved down, and <laughs> Tevin Jenkins is still on the on the board. Okay. <laughs> and I love him. Um, I think I'm still taking it back here, though. We do have two more trade offers. All right. Let's see what they are. I always worry that we I, the Lions I'm the trade down master. The Lions are are ha, had the forty first pick. They're they're on the, they have an offer here, and the next one up is the Titans at fifty three. Let's no, we're going to take our guy. And we know we could get a back there if we yeah. cheat, but let's just take a back here. Okay. I vote for Harris, but I could really be convinced of all three. I know Harris is way down their list. Way down their list. Yeah, I think he's a great prospect. Um, if you're looking at how they have the backs ranked, they have. Travis Etienne at 42. Mm-hmm. Which is high for them to rank a back. Yeah. They have Javante Williams at 58. They have Najee Harris at 65. You can't tell me there's 64 better players in this draft than Najee Harris. No. I mean, if you don't want to go Harris and one, one of the others, I'm cool with it. He's my number one back. Harris is my number one back as well. Um, I have Javante Williams, too, and Etienne, three. Mm-hmm. I could see this team, though. Just you know, wanting to, ch- they they're, they've been looking for that. Who's that speed back? That's why they drafted Anthony McFarland. That's why they. Oh yeah. I think they want speed. I think they do too. I bet Matt Canada wants speed. I think they want a re- another receiving weapon. I love ATN. I mean, I didn't. I'm warming up to him more and more, especially if you have a Connor. Yeah. Um, but I think Harris is the best prospect. I, I I can make a strong case for all three. I mean. If you're building big long term, who's going to be the best back in year three and not worn out? Well, according, Williams. according to DJ, it's Williams. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He's the, he could be the star of this draft. So maybe, do we split the difference between ATN and Harris and take Williams? I think he's the third best receiver. I think if we actually if we actually move down to if the Steelers actually move down to thirty one, mm-hmm. I think Williams would be the guy because I don't think either one of those other two guys will be available. Well, you just want to do it. Let's just do it. That's fine. Yeah. All right. And we're cruising. So now we have here. two seconds, though. I we're back a, up. Made the, in a late. We're back up again here at 55. We got four trade offers this time. All right. Okay. The guys, I love trading down, but yeah. I feel like we cheat the system a little when we do I think one much. trade down is realistic. Seven yes. is not. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pass. Yeah. You know, sometimes someone will be like, I'll give you 143 for 142 and throw in a fifth. And I'm always going to say yes to that. Yeah. But uh, you do that five times in a draft, and it kind of skews your results. So Okay, so the top guys available, uh, Jamar Johnson. Do you want to make a rule? We're not allowed to make any more trades? Okay. Unless we're tra- I know it's fun. Unless we're trading a, uh, a late pick for a future okay. pick. Yeah, if someone wants to give us a fifth next year for a sixth this year, yeah. 
something yeah. like that. Right, right. Um, Aleem McNeil available. Interesting. Elijah Molden. Not after, not after the, right. the signing. Elijah Molden, Richie Grant, Quinn Miners. They got him now up to 53 on their Molden's rankings. interesting to me. We've Aaron, never drafted him. But yeah. He's a starting slot from day one for the Steelers. Aaron Robinson. I think I like Molden better. Adarius Washington. No. Andre Sisco. Jamin Davis. I like Jamin Davis. <laughs> uh... Najee Harris still available. Um, Kendrick Green is rising up the boards to 68 I now. I can see that. He's, he's another guy that's gaining steam. Like, he is. He I think is. more people saw film of him and Testing became enamored. Right. Like they, he, they actually have him rated ahead of Creed Humphrey now. Do they really? Yeah. Good. He's I mean, a ridiculous run blocker. He is. He comes I mean, off the he, ball. He just he kills people in the run game. Right. Yeah. Um, Tay Gowan, Creed Humphrey, Eric Stokes, Milton Williams, not so much now. See, they have Jalen Mayfield at 76. Hmm. Um, I give him credit for that. I mean, I think that's a gutsy call. Yeah. What are you feeling here? I mean, I think... Moldner Davis. I think it's Moldner Davis. I think we can get a corner, a comparable corner in the third round. There's a lot of them. Or with our next second round pick. We may get one. Mm-hmm. We may get Molden with our next second round pick. Yeah. Yeah, we got two coming up. It's coming up at 63. Yeah. Are we going to get Jamin Davis if we pass on Jamin Davis here? No, I think that's the pick. Yeah. I think he's a better prospect than Molden, too. Yeah, I think so as well. So, Jamin Davis is the pick. Let's see. Because there's a, a bunch of corners there that oh, I'd be happy with any of those yeah. guys. Yeah, and some are developmental guys. And, yeah. You know, right. Okay, so we're up here again at 63. And, and I assume we're looking at corners and don't want to ignore offensive line either. Yeah, Miners, still available. I like that. Uh, but Darius Washington, no. No. Kendrick Green, still available. I would take Miners over Green, but yeah. I like both. Creed Humphrey. Well, it looks like the corners did get taken. Creed Eric Humphrey's St- pretty good. Eric Stokes. Um, Stokes is interesting. Yeah, the, the corners kind of got – those defensive backs got eaten up there. They go quick. There's um, a lot of them. So the they top guys quick. available now, cornerback, are Tay Gowan, uh, Melon Fawanu, Eric Stokes, Thomas Graham, Kelvin Joseph, St. Just, Rashad Wild Goose, Trey Brown, Ambry Thomas. There was three there I liked. Malafonwu, um, what's his face, the Kentucky dude, Stokes. And there was two centers I liked, Humphrey, Miners. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'll probably get one of those five with your next pick, maybe. I mean, you don't know that for sure. We don't pick again until 87. Yeah, so not soon. A bit, of a, bit of a wait. And I'm sure there's some tackles. Still there's, some, there. there's still some tackles. I'm not ready to go tackle yet. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite of those five? Probably minors. He sets up well to learn high upside. I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah, I think that's the. I think he'd fit in well around here. I do. I think that as well. Um, the Watts and yeah, you know, the way he projects long. How about that? The guys. He's still not listed on some draft websites. Like minors. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's 53rd on here. Yeah. All right. So he's the pick. We got a little wait here till we get to 87, and we're back up again. Jamar Johnson is still available. He's ranked mm. 41st on their list. Okay. Uh, Jamin Sherman, Kendrick Green still available. Man, we just took a line. Yeah, we just took one there. Uh, let's see who those I'm top I'm thinking cor- this is tackle or corner. So the top corner, Calvin Joseph still available. I'd be fine with that. Thomas Graham, St. Juice, Wild, Wild Goose, Trey Brown, uh, Radarius William, Paulson Adebo, Rochelle. Is a bit, Rochelle, Rochelle. Guys Rochelle, Rochelle. I think I'd take Joseph and I, not think twice. I think Joseph is is very Cam. I mean, he's 
a little bit bigger than Cam mm-hmm. Sutton, but I think there's some similarities. I think he's more outside than in, but yeah. probably could do both. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. All right, there's the pick. I mean, Hayden's not young. Right, that's They're the other right. part of it, yeah. Even if you love Lane, I mean, I think Corner's in the mix. All right, now we're cruising along here to our next pick at 128. Tackle would be a Ken- thought. Kendrick Green's still available. They yeah. they bumped him up their board. Nobody's taking Nobody's him. Nobody's grabbing him. Um, a lot of time teams that need centers. Brady Christensen available. That's nice. He I test- wish he were younger. He, he we tested well, but tested he's, yeah, really he's, well. he's like 23 and a half already. Yeah. I mean, um, he wouldn't be a starter this year. He's a project. But yeah. I don't love his age for that profile, but he was – I think he won the – the nation's best offensive lineman this year or something, yeah, too. He's, I mean, he's, he's got a heck of a year. Uh, Trey Brown's still available, but we just took a corner. No, no. Tommy Tremble available. That's interesting to me. That's an interesting one. I moved him up my tight end board of late. Yeah. I, he's in my top five for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Deontay Smith available at offensive yeah, that's tackle. That's a nice one. Um, would you take Smith over Christensen? I think I would with the, with the thought of neither plays this year. Yeah, yeah. But either would be fine with me. They're both good. Um, Is there an edge? Let's see here. You're looking at Josh Kando, or Kando, Chris Rumpf, Malcolm Kuntz, Chauncey Golston, Janaris Robinson, Jonathan Cooper, Charles Snowden, Patrick Jones, Ellerson Smith. Um, Snowden's kind of interesting, but that seems a little early for any of those yeah, guys. Yeah, it's a little early for available. Yeah. Um, I kind of like Tremble there. I do too. I think it fills a need, and I think he'd be a great special teamer too. Yeah, that's a kind of in the Claypool Notre Dame mode. You want to fix your run game? Yeah, but he's also a move guy. Yeah, you could do a lot with him. To me, he's not Ebron or Bruner. He's kind of in between. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. Let's take Tremble. Okay, Tommy Tremble. It is at one twenty-eight. We got another pick coming up at one forty here, so we can take another look at uh, this offensive tackle position. Christensen's still there. Deontay Smith's still there. Robert Hainsey. Larry Borum, Alaric Jackson. He's kind of an interesting guy. That yeah, those uh, top two tackles to me are going to be hard. They to stand pass above on. the yeah. yeah. They stand above the other guys. Um, uh, there wasn't an edge that I was hoping would fall either. No, that's the problem there. The edges kind of got eaten Let's up. Let's take a one of the tackles. Um, I think Christensen's the much better player now, but. Depends. He doesn't fit the Steeler profile quite as much. For yeah, what Smith you're was a high pedigree guy. We, yeah, it's a little small though. He's a little light. I know. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, is, is he gonna? I haven't seen his pro day weight, but he was. I think Senior Bowl was yeah. under three hundred. Under three hundred, and he, they they list him as six four. Now he does have thirty five inch arms. Yeah, he's, so he's long enough yeah. to to play the position, but he's and he's light. really athletic. He is. Um, Either of those are fine with me. I think I'd lean towards him over Christensen just because of age. Okay. So I mean, the Steelers have three tackles they yeah. can live with right now. Deontay Smith is the pick. Nice. It's a good developmental guy. Okay, we're cruising along here to 216. Now we almost have to take one of these edges. I would think. Yeah. I mean, you're done at O-line probably. You're done at, tack- or at tight end. I wouldn't, at again, back. I wouldn't be opposed to taking another running back. If he's a weapon. Yeah. Well, you know what? The Michigan guy would be interesting to me. Uh, Mississippi State dude would be interesting to me. Yeah. You know, just – and, hey, hey, Benny, you might not be on the team either. Okay. At the edge, we got Patrick Jones. We got Raymond Johnson out of Georgia Southern. William Bradley King out of Baylor. Um, I'm not the biggest Patrick Jones guy as much as I want to like Pitt guys, but at this late stage – He's not quite as thick as they usually go with. I mean, he's a yeah. little more more of a long dude, but 
He's not a bad player. Yeah, he gets to the quarterback. Yeah, he's right? productive. Jamar Watson out of Kentucky. Okay. Um, Carlo Kemp, Taylor Riggins, Ernest Brown out of Northwestern. Jones is the best one available. I say he's the best one available. I'm kind of shocked he's there. I think I'd take him. Okay, he's the pick. I don't think we've ever taken him. No, I don't believe we have. I don't know if we've taken any of the pit guys, really. Mm-hmm, I don't think. Uh, okay, we're back up at 245 here. The top guys available. Trey Regis out of Louisiana, running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Brien Goodson, the defensive lineman out of Memphis. He's the guy that measured in at 5'10", 274 pounds. Oh, I didn't see that. He's under yeah. six foot. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Shamar John Charles, the cornerback out of Appalachian State. Trey Norwood, Mustafa Johnson, Gary Brightwell out of Arizona, the running back. Um, Nick Eubanks out of... Michigan, you go double tested well. Do you go tight end, tight end, <laughs> two tight ends in the draft? I don't know they can afford to do that, but I, I think he's another one of these Michigan guys that they didn't get the most out of. Yeah, you know, Felipe Franks there, huh? Nah, <laughs> big weapon. Uh, I'm just looking here at what's available. I ugh. let me t- just call up the running backs by themselves. It's uh, Trey Regis, great Gary Brightwell, Jamar Jefferson. Rakeem Boyd are the only four left really? that they had ranked. That's kind of got eaten up. Oh, really? Uh, how, how about, about a wideout? How about a wideout? I was just going to say, I'm going to call up the wideouts and just see if anybody slipped here. Um, Jamin Osborne out of Texas A&M. Mm, I don't know him. Osiris Mitchell out of uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Josh, I can't pronounce your name, out of Illinois. Mm, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Marlon Williams out of uh, UCF and Warren Jackson of the Colorado State are the guys. What pick is it? Warren there's Jackson's. Like, there's like nothing left. Warren Jackson's kind of an interesting guy. I had a, a reader on my website send me some stuff about him. Six six two nineteen. Where's he from? Colorado State. Um, okay. Big big guy, uh, physically dominant. Against, yeah. You know. I mean, he could play the the Claypool role for you to some degree. Yeah. I mean, he's about as big as you're going to get at a wide receiver. As a wide receiver, I mean. I don't know enough about him. But like many big, on teams. a lot of big wide receivers, he doesn't, you know, he's not going to wow you. See how, how dynamic is yeah. it? Um, I don't like anything that's on the board. That I've well, heard yet. do we then look to trade out of this spot? Trade for a future pick. Let's see if we can do that. But we've addressed a lot of needs. We, we, we usually don't get tight ends at this point by now. And I think we've addressed all of our needs. We have. Um, let me see. Who might want to pick? Who doesn't have a pick? The Chargers don't have a pick. The Raiders don't. The Raiders don't have a pick coming up here in this draft. They're always fun they, to deal with. They They'll want picks, yeah. I, well, heck, we'll give them both picks. 245 <laughs> right, and 254. If they would just, If they would just give us – they got two fifth-round picks next, next year. On both? We won't get both. We won't get both. Let's see if – because these are both seventh-round picks. We're oh, trading, oh, I didn't realize We're that trading that. them two sevens. Let's see if we can get one of those oh, fives. that'd be great. I'd do that in a heartbeat. And – they accepted it. Good. So there you go. We got the Raiders' fifth-round picks next year for our two seventh-round picks this year. Nice. We traded back, and then we got we got rid of our top pick and our bottom stuff and just yeah. hit in the middle. They're grading our draft now. They grade, They gave us a B. They're not. They don't. No. They gave us a B for the trade that we made. So they're not yeah. that either. They gave us a D for taking Javante Williams there at 31. Of course. We got a C-plus for Jamin Davis, a C-plus for Quinn Miners, a C-plus for Kelvin Josephs, a B-plus for Tommy Tremble. They like Tommy hmm. Tremble. A B plus for Deontay Smith, a C plus for Patrick Jones, and a C plus for our draft overall. Getting out of the no, just the, the, oh, trade, the, trade, the trade, trade. That trade with the Raiders should have been an A right there. That's awesome. Yeah, seventh round. We got a barely fifth even make round the team pick next year for two sevenths, right? From a not so great team. 
I like that draft. They gave us a B overall. That we uh, got guys we like at all positions yeah. that weren't stretches. Uh, that ranked there. Our draft ranked out of all the dra- drafts that were done. Uh, their mock draft, twenty eighth out of the thirty two teams. Well, because we took a running back first. Because we took a running back. That. Yeah. No, I would do that in a heartbeat. I like that. That the way that we, the type of guys we added that can help now and in the future. Got a lot of the profiles we'd look for. The two offensive linemen are projects, high ceiling guys. Um, running I keep back doing a lot now. of drafts where I wind up with Javante Williams and Jamin Davis. By the way, I would trade the Steelers two first picks <laughs> for, the, for those two right now. I mean, like if you could assure me that. 24 and what, 65? Is that their second pick? Yeah. Turned into those two? And 31, and, 31 and 55 is what we use. No, but I mean, right now. Or 24 say, and 55. Would you trade 24 and 65 for Jamin Davis and Javante Williams? Yeah. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got we got those two with our first two picks. We got Quinn Miners with that extra pick that we mm-hmm. picked up in the. Uh, That's we got, right. We then took, guy to add in the trade now. We took Kelvin Joseph, the cornerback out of Kentucky, at 87. We took Tommy Tremble, the tight end out of Notre Dame, at 128. Steel fans would like him. Yeah. Uh, then we took Deontay Smith, the t- tackle out of East Carolina. Hope you don't hear from him until next year. Unless he's uh, he's el- Unless tackle he's... eligible, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have, I mean, that's what Joe Haig does. Yeah, oh, yeah. He Without does some question, stuff, right? Yeah. I would think he's not in the early mix, though. Uh, and then at two sixteen, we took Patrick Jones, the uh, edge rusher out of uh, Pitt. See, I think he would be in the early mix. Like he might be your third guy or situational pass rusher yeah. while he learns. So overall, no, I'm very fond yeah. of that. I, I think we attacked all of the needs. Um, maybe would have liked to have gotten another running, but but you can get one of those. Yeah, you'll find, find one. Guy, right. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's no, not bad overall. If our biggest complaint, we need to add two running backs. I mean, yeah, that's not <laughs> he resigned Connor. Or but we got like we got two offensive linemen. We got a, a, a starting mm-hmm. running back. We got a, we helped our linebacker room a lot. Um, Same with corner. We got a corner. Yeah. Right. No, I I think that's a and a tight end. And we addressed end. The, we addressed all the needs. We Usually haven't we're short ourselves an outside linebacker or a tight this end. This is what the re-signing of Tyson Alualu does. For exactly. You. Exactly. It has that trickle down effect where. Uh, it'd be nice to take Tremble here, but we can't. We've got to take a, gotta a take tackle. A tackle yeah. don't like quite as much. And then, you, you know, it works out well. Yeah. So, again, I think I think if they get uh, – obviously, they're they're going to have – you know, if we had just taken Williams, Jamin Davis, Kelvin, Kelvin Joseph. I'd say we would, wouldn't have got minors if we just right. stayed put, you know. Right. And we don't know if they can trade or not. Who knows? But that still wouldn't be a bad draft. No, that would be a that would be a solid draft. And really, we had our choice of running backs. That could have been Najee Harris, yeah. or you know, it wouldn't change my opinion of it. I mean, if that's the case, then maybe you don't trade one of those. Maybe instead of taking Patrick Jones at two sixteen or Deontay Smith at at one forty, maybe you take one of those mid round centers there. Right, right, yeah. You would your strategy might be a little different yeah. after you know, when you get on day two. Okay, I mean that still works. Yeah. Or you trade those two sevenths up for a sixth. And right, yeah. Take that. That's where you get your edge, or something like that. Yeah. So no, overall not bad. I and think the draft's setting up really well for where the Steelers sit. Yeah, and again, it's, it's because they've taken care of some of their needs in yeah. in free agency. Yes, the, the team again. People say, "Oh, how's this team as you know as good as it was last year?" Well, right now it's pro- it's not, but they get a draft to fix some of this stuff. Right. They can get younger and faster oh, and yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, guys, they, guys will get better. And they're not digging from poles that are shallow. Right. You know, there's a lot of corners. 
a lot of backers right a lot of backers that can run to fit their mold right a lot of projects to tackle and center too you know i like it yeah so he is matt williamson i'm dale lolly you've been listening to the drive here on steelers nation radio uh we want to thank uh, jacob Brecht for keeping us on the air throughout the show and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the drive on steelers nation radio